I'm Grant. And I'm Eric. And you're listening to the Backing Ducks podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we love, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what are we talking about today? Star Wars. Vader yeah. Immortal. Yeah. Your boy Eric. We played a thing. We did. We played an actual Vidja game. Yeah. A real life Vidja game. Because you we, got a new a new system recently. Yeah, I I am the late adapter to Oculus Quest, which is ironic. Cause I I yeah. was always the like, hey no, Oculus is actually really cool. You were the for VR the longest boy. time, yeah, yeah, I was VR boy, and you were like, mm-hmm. yeah. you would make that exact noise every time I said VR, um, and then you got a quest, and you were all about it all of a sudden. Yeah, well, the quest is infinitely better than any other VR I've ever tried. Um, right, but it's, it was—it's an iteration, like yeah. The, yeah. I, I I agree, cordless matters to an extent i would say that in the game we're going to talk about doesn't really make a huge difference um at least the way i played it i played it standing not room scale um which in that capacity like the the cordlessness is just a convenience it's not really that different um Uh but i would i agree also like price points accessibility you're not yeah dedicating a room to your play setup and stuff like i agree the quest is better but i think from a game design perspective the quest is not really doing something that's like well now the killer app is possible it's like no the games are the same it's just the the hardware is a little bit better more or more accessible um but yeah because i finally caught up I uh, and uh, for whatever reason, I was just jonesing for for some Star Wars, because uh, I was like cu- coming down from that that uh, acid trip of Rise of Skywalker, and was like, okay, I'm I'm ready uh-huh. for some Star Wars again. What yeah. what Star Wars and and Vader Immortal jumped to mind? So that's yeah. what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah, so, Vader Immortal. Uh, three-part uh, episodic uh, series of games. Yeah. Uh, Did you realize that it was only three episodes? Like, I knew three episodes were out. I did not uh, realize until kind of by the time I finished episode two of like, oh, this is going to just be three episodes. I didn't, when the first episode come out, came out, I, I assumed it was five just because mm-hmm. every other episodic thing is five. Mm-hmm. But uh, Except for... A certain film franchise, I'm now realizing. What? What? I, oh, I'm just I, saying it's three episodes like a Star Wars trilogy. Oh, uh, I, I just meant episodic games, like most episodic right, games. I agree, are, but I'm realizing yeah. now it's like, oh, it's reminiscent yeah. of a Star Wars trilogy, kind of. Um, it rhymes, yeah. is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, one, but I think by the time the second episode came out, I I played the first episode like when, pretty much when it came out, and then I didn't mm-hmm. play the second or third episode. Like I had bought both of them. I just recently played them both. Um, was was Vader Immortal like the the game on the quest that made you go like, oh yeah, I I get VR now, or or were you experimenting uh, with some other stuff and then yeah. were like, I like Star Wars. I think it was one of the main ones that made me get the quest. <laughs> um, and then I kind of tried a bunch of stuff when I got it, and it definitely was one of them. And <laughs> I was like, this is really cool. Um, and then, you know, playing Beat Saber and, you know, <laughs> other stuff kind of locked it in more as okay. well. Uh, I, I so there like wasn't I've, a... played, I've played those more, I guess. So, like, uh, it wasn't, I didn't, I don't remember a, a moment during Vader Immortal where I was like, boom, I got it, this is the thing forever. Gotcha. It was like, I it made me want to play it and get mm. the quest, like this, plus just seeing a couple of other VR games, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, this is uh, made by ILM XLab, <laughs> which, it's one of those things that is... Uh, it's weird because it's not LucasArts. Mm-hmm. It's not the game publishing, you know, side of yeah. the Lucasfilm umbrella under Disney. It is part of ILM. Um, ILM X Lab has done some other stuff uh, that has been like installations and, and stuff like that that are uh currently going on and this is their like first like published out to people yeah they, uh, I, my my game, impression and you you might know better than me my impression of them has been that they're always more of a like emergent hardware r&d kind of thing yeah. than they are a quote a capital g game studio that's and, like yeah yeah that's probably the uh, a better way to kind of phrase it is that <laughs> they are. It's weird because they're kind of they do a bunch of different stuff. So I I have like, um, I have like three friends that work there, and they've done stuff for like Mandalorian and <laughs> stuff for the Invader Mortal and stuff for some Marvel stuff. You know, like. There's there's multiple different avenues that they're focusing in, and yeah, it, it's not just um, one thing. It's kind of like applied, like uh, I, I don't know how to say it, but it's like you know, it's it, it's taking this technology and applying it to just any kind of thing that they can kind of think of. Yeah, where like it's kind of similar to like we used to have some friends. I think they're all moved out of these this job but that used to work for uh the hardware store lows like using mm-hmm. ar you know uh alternate reality equipment to do s- stuff and it's like yeah they're not making games they're you know applying it in yeah. different ways and so so like ilm x lab is kind of similar to that where they're 
Yeah, they're applying different things. A lot of them are experiences, like they have some installations and stuff, and a lot of them are, are stuff like that. Uh, but they've also yeah. helped out with like, uh, like I said, for the Mandalorian, uh, like the new filming techniques that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to be clear, I I didn't want to be like a pedant about, like, what is and isn't a game, because in my mind, it's like, eh, it's interactive software, it's a game, who gives a shit? Like, that's, I just meant more in terms of, like, I think this is what you were speaking to, too, is, of, like, you can tell that their, like, their project goals are just a little bit different than what you would find in a traditional game studio right. kind of thing, right. and because of that, some some things are refined past the point that you would expect from a game studio and then some other elements are like oh this is a little a little lacking um i i i found when i was playing episode one i was comparing it to uh how and i think we had a similar conversation way back when about when pokemon go launched which was like this is fucking amazing technology and some of these aspects are brilliant but also there are some just like game design concepts that are just like missing you know mm. um less i i would say less extreme in this instance there's no like real things but um especially having having worked on uh big budget vr projects there are some things where i'm just like oh you can't do this and i don't know why you can't do that and and the only answer seems to be like oh they just like we didn't feel the need for that aspect to exist in Mm -hmm. some of just like the like the behavior of like the traversal controls and stuff um which i can get more into when when we're there i'm not really sure how we want to approach this topic because it's three episodes and a story but also there's weird gameplay but then also each episode kind of introduces new gameplay so i'm not sure what the best approach of tackling the subtopics for this one is yeah i kind of i mean like you said it's three episodes there's a a single story arc right um i think it makes sense to just kind of talk about that as that you know like um, approach it at one episode at a time kind of thing well yeah i mean and if you if there's a thing that you want to talk about that comes in later it's just the same as when we're talking about any movie and we jump yeah. ahead a little bit it's like oh yeah you know and later in the yeah. story this happened makes sense so, um uh, one thing i want to mention that kind of goes to what we're t- speaking to that's kind of outside of the the game itself i think i believe um because i know it could be a coincidence, but I don't think it's a coincidence that there are th- there were three uh, VR projects that all revolved around Vader's castle that that came out at the, uh, recently, uh, starting with when uh, Apple was trying to demo that their hardware could support VR projects. There was an an Unreal Engine demo that used. Uh, Star Wars assets and uh, Vader and his castle as the VR assets they're using. Uh, uh, then, th- then there's the the Void demo installations that you were kind right. of referencing that are also very much set in the Imperial era Vader's castle setting. And then this, so I was like, oh, okay. I think I think that that is actually a very interesting and 
smart use of their their assets, you know, to be like, okay, this setting is so cool and so unexplored that we can keep uh examining it from these different uh angles because Ooh. we are tackling these different emergent technology projects. So I think that's really cool. Um and playing this did make me want to go do one of those void XR installations to be like, I want I want to spend more time here, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. I mean, so Unreal and, and ILM have had a very close relationship as of you know a, a while ago, but they've kept it up very recently. They've been like very, very close in terms of Unreal, you know, doing a lot of the stuff for the Mandalorian uh like exteriors and stuff and like mm-hmm. a lot of them uh a lot of the like stuff that was rendering on those crazy screens that people have seen uh was uh done you know in, in yeah. unreal and movable and unreal and stuff uh <laughs> some some of unreal's uh uh unreal has a uh studio that's in the north bay uh with a couple more friends who I work at that worked on stuff with ILM and whatnot mm-hmm. uh and then they've done also like i think just for the last uh unreal like just tech demo in general i think they did like a captain phasma like real-time ray tracing yeah for, uh, yeah, demo for the real-time rendering thing, thing yeah. um so yeah uh yep. but, but anyway um, so episode yeah. one so uh-huh. uh so before like before the story really kicks off um i mean it, it, the story kicks off and then you kind of get your maneuverability mechanics but i want to mention this early because i referenced it earlier i don't understand why you can't uh rotate your like you know how you use the teleport system you use the flick on the joystick to aim to where you want to teleport to when you're allowed free movement uh-huh. i don't understand why you can't also define a rotation when doing that you have to teleport mm. and then snap rotate yeah, you can't yeah. point use the control the thumbstick to rotate and then release to complete and ro- and teleport and do the rotation yeah. at the same time which is a thing that is present in enough other vr games that's just like to me feels like the standard um at this point so when i realized that i was like oh that's weird. Um, I don't think it's that big of a. I, that's yeah. interesting. I feel like so. I I I would have wanted that, but I also like. I also can use room scale stuff and like <laughs> you know move around thumbstick while also, you know doing like you know so like I wonder if. That is. If that was a thing, I feel like. I would expect some people to do it on accident and to get nauseated or confused or, you know, like I just want to go in that direction and look that direction. I want to do one thing at a time. Like, yeah, it's kind of similar. It's kind of similar. Like one of the things that really novice uh, players do when they're playing just any game, like on on a console Mm -hmm. with like twin stick movement is that you'll see a lot of times they'll 
they'll use one thumbstick at a time where it's like, I will move forward and then I will stop and then I will turn sideways. And like, right. similar it's where a, it's like, I feel like it's a you know, game literacy kind of thing, which like, right. I agree. I've seen people when that, when that extra freedom is there struggle with it. So you're, you could be right where it's a conscious decision to be like, Hey, we're going to not let you do this. I find that like, but to, to your metaphor, imagine playing a, a, an FPS where it's like, oh, yeah, you can't move and turn at the same time because that would be confusing for people. You'd right. be like, no, I mean, yeah. well, it's I mean, not confusing it, for me, so let me do that. Sure, <laughs> you know? sure. I, I um, get the idea of, of allowing multiple options in the game. Yeah, I, I, and when, I was going to When time is limited, it makes sense to default to the least likely to make people throw up. Sure. Well, it, it shouldn't instill motion. Okay, also, it's funny you well, say well, that. Think about it, think about it. You're, you're looking forward, and you're expecting to just be further forward looking in the same direction. If you're not literate and you accidentally move to the side, and... It'll be... Basically, the new image that you see will be Yes, but it, it wouldn't add motion sickness, because it's still a teleport. Like yeah. there is no motion to be motion sick. I, I, it's hard for me to judge how much people would not like that because I don't. That, experience yeah, not it. liking it is fair. I'm, I'm, I'm specifically arguing just I against mean, also, the motion sickness no, aspect. I don't know how people. I don't understand. Well, here's the know, thing. I, mean, Grant, like, I, I, I would let you have that one, except chapter episode one. It specifically does the absolute worst thing to do for motion sickness a lot a lot in it so that makes me be like well i would give you that except uh there's a lot of climbing in episode one which is like that gave me motion sickness a little bit and i had to like think about that that because it's um it, it, it it's the basic mechanics of your eyes tell you you're moving and your body tells you no i'm not like uh-huh. it's the translation of the climbing that is like the very definition of motion sick or the the thing that triggers motion sickness is your inner ear disagreeing with your eyes um so like oh. i definitely felt it a little bit uh and that's why teleport doesn't trigger that because it's not uh right. it's not actually motion motion it's just right. orientation um so that's why I was like, I would agree with you that the the removal of that system might be intentional to make it less confusing, um, but it's not a, a specifically a motion sickness thing because that's that <laughs> that system would not add motion sickness, and that this other aspect totally does a lot. Uh-huh. Um, thankfully, later episodes reduced the use of that interaction a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, that covers the basic mechanics until you get into some of the story beats i really like the ship uh i think it's cool that they give you some toys to play with yeah. at the beginning i like that one of them is a pod racing helmet because uh-huh. um, i i'm starting to realize they like in re- reaction to uh patrick h willems's latest star wars video like my Star Wars mixtape is definitely very focused on the the prequel, the era between the prequels and the originals, because I think that's 
the most fun sp- place to place yourself, like to have an audience insert, because you know Vader's still around, the Empire's still in power, uh, so you get to live out the original trilogy fantasy without having to deal with the ramifications of the actions of our protagonists in the original trilogy. Um, but I I also grew up on the prequels, and I think they're dumb, but I like acknowledging that they are that they happened, you know? Uh-huh. So a pod raising helmet in a story set uh, at Vader's castle is like chef's kiss. Perfect. Exactly what I want. Um, and then the, I kind of, I kind of wish we got to spend a little bit more time in that capacity. Cause I thought it was cool. The idea of like, Oh, I like, I didn't know going into this that I was going to be more of a Han Solo esque archetype i was like oh that's cool that's kind of a pleasant surprise Uh um but then you don't actually really yeah exactly you don't you start that way you start as a person on a a ship with a sassy sidekick uh as your co-pilot but very quickly it goes very very uh fantasy i was like oh which i'm not i didn't dislike it was just I kind of wish the the transition was a little more gradual or something. Like I understand that the pace of the storytelling matches the episodic nature, so I don't. It's not like I don't think there's really room for it. But it was just like I I like the idea of like oh I get to be Han Solo in this game. Oh wait, no, I don't. I get to be Luke Skywalker. Kind of thing uh-huh. was was like ah uh, oh well that's fine, but um. I thought there were a lot of really clever uses of the world to simplify some design or some development aspects in that the droid does is it hovers so it doesn't need walk cycles. Yeah. yeah. Uh the admiral or whatever rank character yeah. he is has a metal face so he doesn't need facial animations. Yeah. He's uh, got no mouth. Yeah, yep. he has no mouth, so he doesn't need facial animations. I was like, yeah, this is this is all really, like, so does the other characters and alien race that you meet also don't have traditional uh-huh. mouth design, so they don't need facial animations. Uh, I was like, yep, that's that's good. This world allows you to do this in a way that does not, that is, like, perfectly contextual. And I thought that was cool and clever, and I, I, even though I noticed, I was like, I'm cool with this. I think this is clever and cool. I like it. Um, let's see. I'm trying not to like give breaks in case there's anything you want to interject. Uh, but the inciting incident and, and crux of the story is you're a descendant of uh, royal force users on the planet Invader yeah. needs you and your your royal bloodline to to open a box and then to also get him his his big MacGuffin space magic thing. And I was like, okay, bloodlines fine, not so, not uh, my not my favorite thing in Star Wars, but it's funny. I I played the first episode, uh, you know, I don't know, long before uh before seeing Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of when that happened. I just didn't even. I was just like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. whatever thing. Um, playing 
the other two episodes in a post Rise of Skywalker world. Uh, I found that part to be vastly more irritating. Yeah, like I, it's not. I mean, they, like I got they didn't put the knife it. there, but they did twist it. Right, you know? I, got, I got reminded of it, and I was like, "Oh God, fuck this!" Like, yeah. you know, like it, it just made me even more so just be like, "I want, I want to." Like in terms of talking about um, what like section of the the Star Wars universe you want to be in, like my specific one is I want to be Broom Boy, or I want to be right mm-hmm. after Broom Boy, and and not have the Rise of Skywalker exist. <laughs> like so, like I I want to try and I want to try and be in that space, and mm-hmm. and that space is like. Fuck both lines, which is nice. So, yeah, um, I I agree with that, and I I since I played it all in one, I played one episode last week and two this weekend. I I, ha- I was post Rise of Skywalker, so I did have a like, oh bloodlines, uh-huh. um, but it was like, <laughs> okay, it is not this game's fault that Rise of Skywalker exists, right? You know, right. um, and at least it is. It's a MacGuffin. I actually kind of don't hate it because I think it it works from the context of you are a fully grown adult swashbuckler character. But like, obviously, if you're gonna play a VR game that's Star Wars, you gotta ha- fucking have a lightsaber, right? Like, you can't not. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna want to do four stuff. So the like, hey, your secret bloodline, ancient. Force users. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I think it also kind of works in the context of this story, which has, it's not using those elements, but is reminiscent of like the Night Sisters and stuff, where it's like, fuck the Force. There's like all this other magic shit happening too. Like, it's not, it like, because there is enough, it goes like so far down the fantasy path, I didn't think of it as being a commentary on like, only pe- the only people with the force are special descendants of special people. It was more uh, just like, oh yeah, this is like you know, that's that's a very like King Arthur y kind of story. Uh-huh. Um so I think I think it for me it was like, eh, this is fine. Um or this is like what you one would expect when I tell you, hey, this is a VR Star Wars game and you're playing as an original character and you're gonna do all the things you want to do in VR Star Wars. So, in that context, we men- I mentioned, you do get a lightsaber, and you do get to wave it around and stuff. Um, so that's fun. I'm uh, filling a little bit, because Grant just disappeared. Uh, he's back now! Uh, I filled for you, don't worry. So, saying cool. how you have a lightsaber, and you get to uh-huh. wave it around, and do all the lightsaber things that you want to do. Uh... I did find, I and, and I think, I don't know if there was, uh, what kind of, like, iterative process they were, they were using between episodes, or, like, if they made kind of one episode at a time and allowed them to kind of learn from, like, get playtester feedback from episode one and use it in the development of episode two and three, um, 
Because it definitely feels like there's an element of that, because episode one, once you get the lightsaber, gives you a little bit of, like, deflecting blasters at people, and it's a lot more lightsaber fights with robots, and they're, like, especially at the very, very end, there's a lot of that, and I didn't really love it. Um, because it, like, the robots are very stiff, and they have a very repeatable pattern, and it felt like it was trying to emulate a Dark Souls-esque combat that is not what you want to do in VR. I find, I, the, the coolness of the VR abilities, I have my hands, and I can do whatever the fuck I want with my hands, so pattern memorization, and then and reacting to certain points in a pattern is not what I, I really want to do. I don't want to block, block, block attack, you know, I, I want yeah. to just I feel do like, what I, I want. I feel like the thing with... It's funny, because, like, I feel like the thing with um, lightsaber stuff... I think you're right, like, the actual lightsaber fighting, like, lightsaber against lightsaber, mm-hmm. um, that was less interesting to me, I think, because... You know, there is the fantasy fulfillment of I have a lightsaber in my hand and I move it and it moves in real life or whatever. Or like, you know, I I move my hand in real life and it moves in the game. But I definitely found that um, I'm just not a very practiced swordsman. And like, I just don't. So like, you know, I I just kind of felt shitty because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just actually not good at this. Like, you know, versus like when it was the reflecting uh, laser bolt stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, I can put this thing where that thing is, you know, like it, like it, it it was a simpler interaction and it, and it would automatically, you know, reflect the laser bolt back to kill someone, you know, equivalent of Amos, aim assist on that. So like, you know, it, it, that felt more badass because I, I could do the thing simply and, and also not, look like an idiot doing it like mm-hmm. for sure uh, and i wonder if part of your your struggle was just not obeying the pattern design of the attacks because i i noticed i had that and then i was like oh it wants me to go horizontal it wants me to go here it wants yeah, me to go here like, now i, I can attack like- and i would just stick the lightsaber straight out and wiggle it around a little bit yeah exactly i feel like the problem is is that Yes, there were patterns, and that and that was very like obvious, and mm-hmm. you know, hurt the the fantasy too because it's like yeah, yeah, this is this is feels like a pattern, and like, mm-hmm. but I think yeah, I think part of it is also like when I'm sweeping my lightsaber around and hitting laser bolts, I don't expect resistance. Like that's not part of my fantasy. Yeah, but like when I'm you know, hitting a lightsaber on another lightsaber, part of it is like getting locked in a like you know, yeah, especially with your that doesn't exist too. Like so, you, exactly. You, so like you know, when that doesn't exist, or when yeah, when your opening comes up and you kind of just like stick your arm out and then wave it around with no weight, it's like it just feel, like, feels silly. Yeah, like, it does, and it's does, not doing the the cut <laughs> action; it's doing points of damage. You uh, know. Um, so yeah, I feel like that it's one of those things where it's like it seems like oh yeah that would be immediately the best thing to give you would be a lightsaber mm-hmm. in VR and it's like 
Nah, because I just feel like an idiot with a lightsaber instead of a Jedi with a lightsaber. Yeah, I, I always you know. think of um, the like quintessential example of that design problem to me is the anxiety I felt when I heard that Arkham Knight would allow you to drive the Batmobile. And I was like, mm. I'm a fucking terrible driver. Uh-huh. Batman is not a terrible driver. The second I crash, all immersion is broken because Batman wouldn't make that fuck up. And I will make that fuck up a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, yeah, so I, I did not love that aspect in episode one. I, I felt there's a lot, the, the strengths of it were, or like the scenarios were designed to you to fo- emphasize the strengths of that mechanic more in the later episodes. Yeah, yeah. And you know yeah, in the later episodes, like especially in the third one where you're attacking the castle and like yeah. there's a bunch of like kind of classic arcade style setups where there's a bunch of guys coming at different angles and you're mm-hmm. reflecting the laser bolts and stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. Especially because um, then you also have a couple different mechanics right. to play with. So it, it right. feels less hey, we want you to do a specific thing. It's like, no, I actually right. have a little have a little sandbox yeah. to play yeah. in. Um, I also, one thing that's interesting, though, the, in terms of talking about the that kind of evolution across episodes, I feel like the, um, the first episode had uh, a lot of um doodads and gadgets and twisty dials and mm-hmm. and stuff like levers and stuff like that and the second and third episode had like one or two each yeah and i felt like i was actually missing that like oh interesting one, one thing that they had uh i'd seen them talk where somebody was talking about you know vr like just just rethinking kind of what kind of interactions to do where it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah like grabbing a dial and twisting it in vr like that would be boring as hell in a game with a controller because mm-hmm. it's very simple but since it's kind of novel at least at this point in our collective you know yeah game literacy for vr that's new so it like just having that is cool and i found mm-hmm. that where it's like this feels cool where i'm like I literally all I'm doing is like taking this chip out of this thing and putting it into that thing. But like yeah. it felt cool. And I wish there was more of that in the second and third episode where most of it like it was just like, ah, oh, there's like a switch and I can Yeah. You know, and, and like I felt like it was unique and interesting. Uh and maybe if I play a bunch of VR games I wouldn't feel that as much, but it was the thing that I liked a lot that went away i guess more yeah. as the uh thing went on that and the climbing i liked the climbing because it didn't affect me but mm-hmm. you know i can see that it might affect people but i loved the climbing uh, it was like the best they, interaction they do it really well it's just it you know it's the it's like the eagle flight kind of thing of like it it is just a general no no yeah. and yeah. if you're not going to do really do something clever to to make it work cuz like there are the problem I really hated was like so like for the most part it connected really well and it worked but the problem was you you don't have any say about your legs so like you would always get to the top and then like really awkwardly try to lift your entire 
height up to the ledge, and if you don't uh, do that correctly, you would drop, and that's the fucking worst thing in the universe, sure, if, that, if you're sure. susceptible to that motion sickness. Um, so I think, it, it, yeah, that there were, like, the act of climbing up felt really good. Um, it was the act of, like, completing that action at yeah, the top of yeah, a ladder felt yeah. awful. It did make me want to really play the climb. Mm. I haven't played that yet, the, but I think I might get it now. Yeah, I could. I think that one. I think will work a little bit better from the nature of. I I think the design of the surfaces you're climbing in Star Wars also can exacerbate it because if there's a lot more detail on the surface you're climbing versus just like kind of a, a rock pattern um that's a lot of detail that's moving past your eyes to to really reinforce yeah, that motion you know it's it's the um the gearbox uh the, there's a talk about one of the borderlands games i remember talking about the uh, a consistent ux feedback that the character control felt too slow um and the actual implemented fix was to have more details in the terrain so that way you could see them moving past you and you felt your movement and, and your, you know, yeah. it, it was having a yardstick on the ground. Um, and I feel like this is the, you want the opposite in VR if you're going to do translation where it's like, no, 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 I like, just get me there. I don't, don't yeah. tell me every inch that I'm moving because that makes me more susceptible to the. Yeah, the discrepancy between my eyes and ears. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's interesting the interact thing because I definitely was like, um, especially because the like key object was like a holsterable object. I was like, wait, all this is is a is just a key that I use over and over again. Um, it, it like especially for being the first like object owned by the character for me, I was like, oh, this feels silly because it's just I could uh, the mechanic this object is simulating I could also s achieve with the press of a button or the pull of a lever. Um, but yeah, that that is a, a exposure thing I think, and I wonder if they moved past away from that kind of stuff because by episode two, episode three, uh -huh. the their player base is probably even more VR sure. literate, so they're going to be less enamored with the idea of, like, I pressed a button, and then the button reacted to my hand. It's like, uh -huh. yeah, the, yeah, that's how this works. Um, so it is, in I'd be, yeah, it's interesting that you're like, oh, I miss, I miss pulling levers. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I get it, because it, it was a thing of, like, at least at that time, uh, you had not played main VR games before, and I had played right. a lot of VR games, so totally makes sense. I think sense. it also, it is also just, you know, it is a unique interaction that you can't have Right. the more abstract your controller is. So, like, you do get to do like, and especially with, like, Oculus controllers, they're pretty good at, you know, like, they can read when your thumb is just touching the joystick, mm -hmm. so, you know, like, uh, they're pretty good at giving you at least three fingers, like a thumb and two fingers. And like, mm -hmm. you have uh, penguin hands. Yeah. So like in terms of that, it's an interesting different type of puzzle of like, Oh, this is a manual dexterity puzzle mm -hmm. that certainly is not 
accessible, but it is unique and, and different from stuff that you could do at that speed or whatever. Yeah, for sure. A more abstracted controller, mm-hmm. you know. I think my issue with some of them, uh, the the hand, the in-game hand would lock on in a way, in a way that was different than my actual hand placement. So I think that there were dials that specifically were that, where, uh, like, yeah, the sure. hand would, like, snap onto it, and then, like, it was like, well, that's clearly... It just helped, it, or it pulled uh, pulled me out in such a way, because I knew that's that was not where my hand physically was placed yeah, in the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're... But, like, I really like the menu system uses uh, buttons that you actually press. I, I really like buttons... Yeah. Because I think they utilize the the hand gestures you can make in a more interesting way than um, levers and things. Because levers is just another grab action, which is like, if you're going to make me hold a lightsaber, I'm already getting my kick of holding an object, you know? Um, yeah, I, I was thinking more of like, just like the, I, I was, the stuff I enjoyed you're talking about like open a box take a chip out put it here press it like the the sequence of those interactions versus like oh the store is locked pull this lever it's like right right right. yeah i agree with Uh, that uh Uh, quickly while we're talking about uh controls this is a slight tangent but i think it makes the most sense here um have you tried any of the oculus quest um hand tracking stuff no not yet so basically if you uh if you have uh the oculus quest computer app and if you plug in your oculus to your computer it can download some new firmware that for one it'll give you audio uh, voice controls for your oculus if you want to turn Mm -hmm. those on but then you can also start trying out a hand control mode where it uses its infrared cameras to look at your hands and mm-hmm. uh, show 3D representation of them. Excuse me. And you get to do, like, you get to select stuff with a pinch and it's very, very HoloLens. Um, yeah. It's not anywhere near as good at gesture recognition or, or, or just tracking or any of that stuff as HoloLens mm-hmm. is. So it still has a long way to go, but when it does work, it's like immediately the most amazing. Like it's it's as satisfying as Hololens in terms of it's just you know mm-hmm. it's basically Hololens in a digital space, and it's like yeah. fuck, this is this is definitely going to be the best thing. Like yeah, that's like cool. you can swap I- you can swap out of it. I don't I haven't used it for like a too much stuff because not not a whole lot of stuff supports it and it like right. I said it, it's tracking it's pretty rough at the moment but no. when it works it is super fucking cool I can see that being working with, in the context of like VR as a display system as a gaming platform I think at least me I, I pref- would prefer the controllers in the same way that I don't like virtual thumbsticks on a handheld on a mobile device you know where it's like ah, there's just a little bit of haptics lost in this sure, process sure. that i i yeah it could be it's different uses for sure yeah uh but i i yeah you wouldn't have rumble and you wouldn't have resistance to your yeah, or, gripping yeah, something like, or whatever 
Yeah, but, I can't yeah, imagine it, if I'm. It's like, oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna watch a movie on VR. That's like, fuck yeah, I don't want to get my goddamn controllers yeah. out. That sounds great. Um, but it if it's like, dope. oh, I'm gonna play a shoot 'em up. It's like, I'm gonna keep the things that are sh- gun shaped. Then, thank you. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's you see. should try it. I will definitely try it. Um, where were we? Uh, so yeah, you're gonna you get a lightsaber. You're gonna talked about episode uh, two. Yeah, so there was Power. one thing in episode one that I, I did want to mention because I th- it was an idea I, I kind of thought I didn't really expect what I thought would be really cool where um oh also just like uh you got a lot more um interaction and like uh visibility of NPCs in episode one that I, I kinda missed in the later episodes because like Vader has a amazing sense of presence in episode one yeah i love it in the the lightsaber fight that i thought was like mechanically not great visually it's awesome because vader's like doing a bunch of shit right next to you Um, even when you just first meet him and he like towers him yeah he's like enters and you're like oh shit and the the very ending when he has the lightsaber like he's like right in front of you and like the light all the light fades out and that's how the episode two opens too that was the coolest fucking thing in the world um so i was like oh i kind of missed having just like dialogue and just being in a room with some of these real like with vader versus being like being in a room with like the other npcs it's like eh who cares um i so in episode one they set up that you are helping the indigenous population get the MacGuffin for them and then vader shows up and is like yeah but you're gonna help me get it and i really thought they were setting up a very very simple bethesda-esque faction choice at the end where it's like you know, you're like a you're like this quadruple agent where the story right. is allowing you to complete the same actions at that point, but you can internalize like, oh, I'm totally uh, like I'm lying to the indigenous people, and I love Vader, or right. no, I'm lying to My Vader. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought it would be cool if at, at some point you're like you actually got to make that de- like actually place that decision into the game space. Um, very quickly, the story went in direction where it's like, oh, that wouldn't make sense. But at that time, I thought it would have been cool. Yeah. Um, so, episode two, you get force powers. Yeah, you get force push and pull. Yeah, which it w- I found when they worked, they worked awesome, and sometimes they didn't work super well. I wouldn't um, say uh, wouldn't you, I? <clears throat> I would say my biggest problem with them wasn't not working. It was just like targeting something I wasn't expecting. Or, yeah, I like. I think in the puzzly, I think the problem was I didn't get a good. It didn't click in my head. And it wasn't really tutorialized because they didn't want to break the fiction. Where there's a a UI element that that's telling yeah. you when a thing is forced pull and pushable but i think it also has a level of like its opacity changes depending on like like oh now it's at the opacity level that means you actually can do it and i don't think i was internalizing that properly so there was a lot of things where i was like i was trying to force push it and pull it and just was there's nothing and i thought i think i either misunderstood my level of agency because in most vr games that would be controlled by like 
how close your hand is to that object, and that doesn't really make sense in the context of using the force. Yeah. But it was like, how? What do I do to make this work better? And it was like, no, that object just isn't ready <laughs> to be force pushed and pulled. Right. Um, which I, I uh, jumping back a little bit, the movement system has the same kind of problem I found where you you'd be like, oh yeah, you have free movement now, but don't f- you fucking dare try to walk past this NPC. It's like yeah. NPC's three feet in front of me. If you wa- if you tell if you want me to just wait and then teleport to them when they get to where they're going, why don't you just make that happen? Like, don't make me keep teleporting three inches forward as they sure. walk forward. Um, yeah, yeah, I wasn't fan I, of that. Um, I wish, like, I, I'd say I did get a very cool feeling when I was able to like get more advanced with the push-pull where I'd, I'd, like, grab a robot or a stormtrooper or whatever on one side of the screen and then, like, reflect two laser bolts back at it. Yeah. Two other ones and stuff. And, like, and that really and happens in episode... the guy at another guy. Like, th- that all felt really dope. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, because, like, the... that really comes to fruition in episode three, and I wonder it if they the tweaked most, yeah. the, the mechanic in some way, because I, I was finding I was having no trouble by then, and I don't know if that was just... I. I learned, I got better, or if it was like, oh no, like the thing, it like the system is more responsive at this point. One thing I do wish that it could have gotten to, but it, it's it seems out of scope, uh, was I would have loved for two-handed interactions with push-pull. <laughs> like, I would have loved to like grab something with one hand and then like, you know, rotated or kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. there's different stuff that we've seen in movies of doing that kind of stuff. And I, I just wanted a more complex level of interaction through pushpull, but obviously that, you know, to understand what the person's trying to do or whatever, that's a lot to <laughs> set up. Yeah. But, uh, I, and like, I might be just projecting and it's from not as directly needed, but yeah, because cool. this is a, a very this is a curated story experience. I think if if they were making a the equivalent of a of a like arcade game, um, something where replayability is already kind of more on the top layer of the mechanics, then it'd be like, oh yeah, like if you. <clears throat> Then it would encourage people to spend more time in the sandbox to then discover those cool things of like, oh yeah, if I force pull a guy with my lightsaber out, they like hit my lightsaber and I skewer them. Like that's I I wish there was more of that too, but it's a thing where it's like, yeah, I without changing the game at a more fundamental level, I wouldn't spend enough time in it to find those cool things. Yeah, it'd just be an advancement. I was thinking of just an advancement of puzzles, you know, oh, more, more advanced kind of puzzle. Like, you need to grab this thing and then pull it around and, you know, basically trying to get that level of dexterity stuff for the earlier stuff from episode one of, of like, taking trips out, putting them in other yeah. things, but doing it with the force. Yeah. Know? I see what you're saying, yeah. Instead of just, like, pull the thing and then it goes in the slot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, you fight a rancor. That's that's pretty much episode two, right? You, mm-hmm. you fight a rancor and you get the force. Rancor fight was interesting. I, a thing I think worked well about it is that they had it built in to recoil from 
attacks very quickly. So uh-huh. you never I didn't get a sense of the absence of um like the haptics. Like I, I didn't like I right. didn't feel you don't feel a resistance against your lightsaber because there isn't one. He the recoil right. recoils like instantly. Right. Um, so that worked really well. Um the aspects where you like climb and like throw the explosives at it. For some reason, it's it, it didn't quite work for me. Partially more because of the force, where like I think the I think the explosives would like respawn in a way, but then they wouldn't be forcible for like a while. So like if I for if I chuck something that I miss, it'd be like okay, now wait way too long for another one to respawn or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I was like, yeah, that was fun. It definitely. It kind of, I was kind of surprised by its placement in it being a three episode thing because, like, episode one's a lot of setup, and then episode two is a, a big finale, and episode two doesn't feel like a Empire Strikes Back. It feels like a a singular like set piece kind of thing. Like, it feels like just Hoth, like just the Battle of Hoth, where it's like you get snow. You get, you get ATSTs and ATAT fights, and like that's really cool. And then that's it. <laughs> you know, it, did, mm. it didn't. I didn't find it moving the story hugely forward, um, which I just mm-hmm. found kind of surprising. It, it like episode two felt like it was paced for a five episode story. Sure, you sure. know, where it'd be like, oh, and then next one there's a Sarlacc pit or you fight a ATS, you know, I was expecting yeah. like it made it, kind of, it felt like it was setting up the idea. It's like, Oh, you're going to get like two more episodes where it's just like a boss fight, you know? And like, that's the cool VR set piece of it. Um, but I mean, that's, that's not to say that they, they did anything like not good. It just, it, the, it made me expect a little something different until the very end when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go fucking fuck Vader up now." I was like, "Oh, okay." That there's uh, only three episodes in this game, I guess. Right, right. Um, but I thought episode three was great. It was like the culmination of all. It really felt like their development cycle must allow them to react to episode one two in some capacity because episode three felt right awesome. i mean at the very at the very least they definitely made them chronologically so that they even if they couldn't react to like live right people, like play tests, you know, they knew more yeah, and, yeah. They, they just learned a, even if you're like hey i know we finished the force mechanic but like i tweet like you know we see that all the time where someone's like eh, i came in on saturday i made it better because i felt like right. <laughs> you know right like that kind of stuff happens, and but it like I really felt it in episode three where oh one thing we didn't talk about uh, the like magic visions those are uh, fucking gorgeous and I love it because I was not expecting it at all I was ex- you know you play a VR Star Wars game and you're like oh I'm gonna get Star Wars in VR and the like even when we do like trippy weird. Uh, Lynchian stuff in Star Wars, it's still visually set in the real world. Yes, there are a million rays all snapping their fingers, but they still look like a human woman, you know? 
Um, whereas this really leverages the fact that it's a VR thing and does this like awesome like paintbrush well giant stuff. Oh, it was so cool. It's kind of it's kind of cool. So I don't know if you've played Tilt Brush, uh, but like this is no, this was but made, it, this was made like Tilt Brush. Like it, like yeah. it actually is like made. There's a different app called Tilt Brush, which is basically you know trying to be like you know MS Paint for for VR. Yeah. And this, all this, you know, the was that like it was in that style. Uh, so, but with I, I a massive budget cool. behind it, like it was, yeah, like it wasn't like um, chalk worlds, you know, it wasn't like three right. D sketches. It was like no, these gorgeous like three D paintings of these like very like Arthurian. You know, it it looks like some of the best. Uh, visual scenes from Pocahontas, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that, because I wasn't expecting it, too. You know, that that made it... That was really cool. Uh, but yeah, so episode three, we ha- now have Force and a lightsaber. Um, they introduce one mechanic, and, and but don't use it very much, of like, oh, you can point your lightsaber at the ships, and then the your army will shoot them. Yeah, I expected they, like, they, they, they did that, and then they were like, okay, now give me the power from an NPC, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah. No, I, I want the power. Like, I, I, you know. Yeah, I almost I, wonder, I, because I, in retrospect, I'm like, fine, I get to go- do cooler shit now. So I was okay sure. with it by the end. I, I, yeah. I will say there's one thing that um So in in terms of like you need to like do some waving around of your lightsaber to like tell all the robots to be under your control or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like very much like here's a shape, draw that shape. And I hate that interaction (laughs) i have always hated it it's been a thing since like the wii with like i think there's a harry potter game that did it yeah anyways it's the worst i hate it so much (laughs) and like it's 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 i understand that you know it's very much a thing that you can do in vr and makes sense to think that it's okay and start with but i I really dislike those. I don't, I think they're, they're like the, they're super duper duper, like there's, you know, gamey, like there's no context. It's just like draw this shape. And like, it just feels dumb. Like I, I (laughs) have always hated the, a lot. I, so I have to wonder that sequence to me felt like, development for what would have been uh, its own episode episode and then being like oh no we actually only have three episodes it's like eh, well this thing is cool enough to not cut it but it's not cool enough to make like the focus of episode three uh-huh. it, it feels like that a little bit you know i would be fine all the directing like directing them to shoot at stuff it's basically a turret and that's kind yeah. of you know we do later get a turret in episode three um so like, I dig that. 
It's just the waving around like a magic wand that I don't like. Yeah, I I know what you're what you mean, and I was I I to me I think it's I don't think it's egregious or anything. I don't hate it it's the not. way I don't irrationally hate it though it, to the no, extent that it, you do. Not, I do not, think yeah. its placement in the beginning of the end of a trilogy of episodes. It's like, hey, we've proven we know how to play a VR game like you know it's it's to me it's the it's fine if it's the uh opening of Halo 1 oh hey chief you were in ice a long time so we can uh, you just prove to us that your neck works mechanic it's like yeah it's fine i think like i think it works as tutorialization but we're three episodes deep at this point and i get that you can buy and play them out of order and stuff so maybe there's a, a fear of like hey we we need a, a mini ramp for the person who played episode two three months ago kind of thing, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree that it's like, hey, this is the middle of the game at this point. Why are, why are you teaching us how to do basic uh, basic interactions? It does feel odd. Um, but then we get the really cool sequence. After we give that mechanic to the NPC, we get the coolest sequence of or one of the coolest sequences of being on the, the rafts and deflecting bu- bullets from the stormtroopers who are on their rafts. That was fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, did you force grab uh, uh, a stormtrooper blaster when you played? Uh, in Not in the... Sorry, not when you're on the raft going forward, but I did... In the in, in the, the catwalks. Okay. Well, you can yeah. you can in both. Uh, yeah. One thing I love: those blasters can't aim for shit, and I yeah I have to believe there's like one person who like in my mind I just like the idea that there's one person that fought for that of like no because like it's a thing where it's not tutorialized or expected or really encouraged uh-huh. in any way because even every time you try to force grab. You force grab the the stormtrooper themselves, yeah, you know. So yeah. it's kind of like this happy accident when you grab a blaster, and then when you fire it, it shoots for shit. So I I, I imagine that that was someone's just like happy little side project that they came in on a Saturday to put in or something because sure. it it feels so not needed but great that it's there kind of thing. Yeah, I loved it. I loved being like, what the fuck? Why won't this thing shoot straight? <laughs> you know? Uh, it was great. Um, yeah, that section was great. It, uh, I like... This was... I think I was referencing this and then the catwalk also earlier, where it's like, well, you have force, you have the lightsaber, you have the their own blasters, like, you have a couple different things that you can mix and match between at this uh-huh. point that you're... You know, you can force pull and chuck them at someone else. You can kind of force pull them into your lightsaber. I, I like they're already dead. The second the second you yeah, get a yeah. force grab on someone, they're already dead. So you're kind of just, you know, uh, overkill at that other point. A lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like that that set because of that that section felt less scripted it felt like i had a level of freedom yeah. that i i really was hungry for by that point yeah. um yeah Thir- uh the introduction introduction of thermal detonators was like 
fine, only because, like, maybe my play space was just too tiny, where it's like, oh, I, I literally just can't throw these. And when I try to, they land, like, three feet in front of me. I don't know why. <laughs> and I wasn't given enough time with them to really, like, figure it out. And them, also, I, just, yeah. I didn't find them very fun. It was like, oh, I prefer to just feel cool. Yeah, by it's like, I, I have like these other were... things that ha I've been fantasizing about since I was ten. Yeah. And a grenade is not one of them. Yeah. Uh, the turret was was fun. It was fine. Um, I I'm glad that there wasn't like an extended turret sequence. Yeah. You just yeah. you just use it to take down the 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 walker, which is like good because I don't think you could really just. I was expecting a like force unleashed moment of like I'm just gonna force crush the thing and I'm really glad that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I'm really glad that everything was relatively within reason. Um the TIE Fighter fight was cool. I it did get a little like my deflections just wouldn't hit the spots they were they were apparently supposed to hit. So it, it dragged a little bit for me, but that's more my my fault than anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super cool the ending just of like ripping the console out at the end. Mm -hmm. That part's fucking awesome. I liked it. Uh, uh yeah. And then and then you just go fight Vader, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Um That felt really short to me. The Vader? Yeah. Or the whole Vader. Fighting Vader. Yeah, it was pretty short. And yeah. and I think because like the other sequence was all in one room and kind of all merges together. Uh, yeah. Like all the stormtroopers and ATSD and TIE Fighter all merged together. That was the longer sequence. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder also if it it feels short from a like power fancy gameplay side, I'm like, oh man, I really want to like really duke it out with Vader. Yeah. But actually from a storytelling angle, I think it I I kinda it, like Yeah. I kind of like it of, like, I should not be lasting long here. Yeah, I exactly. I should not kick Vader's ass. That would be yeah. bad. Yeah. Like, I'm some schmuck who learned I had the Force, like, three seconds ago. I should not kick yeah. Vader's ass. He should kick my ass, and then I win by luck and space magic circumstance. Right. And stuff. Which is yeah. what happens, and it's great. Yep. Um, And I like that you then get back to your ship and then just set up a sequel? Yeah. I was like, that's actually a fucking cool, pleasant surprise. I don't I don't well, know if there's actual plans to do that. But my worry is that uh it talks about a place way outside out in the outer rims. <laughs> I'm really oh, worried that you're just gonna show up and help Palpatine. I okay. I know you're going to. You will never agree with this. No, I already know what you're going to say. No. I kind of don't no. hate that. Ugh, gross. Here's my thought, Grant. Here's my thought. Rise of Skywalker happened. It what happened, are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? I'm sorry, Grant. It happened. Eight movies. The only thing we can do now is have the equivalent of Jimmy Smith's in Rogue One. Right, make it better, yeah. Make, make it better, uh, uh, ideally not it pure only in comic books, because they're never powerful enough to, to make up for the sins of a movie. Uh, um, I'm sorry, they just aren't. Uh, but, you know, if... Like, it did... 
I was gonna ask this: Is our character named? Not that I know of. Okay, because that even that would be a kind of cool thing. Like I know we have uh, the the Inquisitors are kind of bouncing around a, a few different Star Wars media now. Uh, if if our character showed up in some capacity somewhere else as like a cameo, I'd be like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. I would dig that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I. We'll what what is the Sith planet named? The new Sith planet? Well, do you mean the one that Palpatine is on? Yeah. I don't know. I always blank on the name of it. Is that Exegol? Yeah, you're right. Okay. I wouldn't... I'll put it this way. That's not where I want the story to go. I really like I hope this character, just, and yeah. I would love to spend more time with them, and I would love to if if I had that wish, I would go other places with that character than Exegol, but you could actually no, that doesn't make sense because uh oh, no, timeline no. the timeline this is before a new hope. Like fuck all is happening on Exegol mm -hmm. right now. You're right. That doesn't make sense, so that's gonna stop them from doing anything with Exegol. <sighs> I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> Anywho. If anything, this is, should be reassuring to you, Grant, where yeah, there's, yeah. there's less evidence to support your scary theory that you're afraid of. Yeah. Because right now, the Emperor's chilling in his actual palace. He, it's not gonna be like... Unless that... Unless, I don't want to get into if, it. Let's yeah. just move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, cool. Well... Uh yeah, I enjoyed this and it made me want more. Yeah, I I know we like were very critical at a lot of it, but I want again underlined like I fucking dug it. It it fulfills a lot of what you want when you yeah. want a VR Star Wars game, and also it's a cool story. I think it is my favorite time period of Star Wars, and a lot of my favorite aesthetics of Star Wars. Mm being before, just before A New Hope kind of thing. Oh, fuck! We didn't acknowledge another one of my favorite bits. Uh, so the, Vader's whole interest in the MacGuffin is it's a device that supposedly can like bring someone back from the dead. When he communes with the device, he just doesn't have the power source. He, you hear yeah. audio from yeah. Padme from yeah, the prequel cool. trilogy... And it's great because it's like it's only her dialogue, so it's like yeah. it actually works. It was only ever his dialogue that fucking sucked in those movies. And like in the context and the atmosphere that and the tone of those scenes where it pulls, it it actually really helps marriage the like the goal of Vader being this tragic character in a way that the prequels didn't actually pull off because he actually hated Anakin then. Yeah. Just from a performance angle. And then Vader in the original trilogy doesn't actually acknowledge that tragic backstory in any way. So you're like, the only way you know Vader in the original trilogy is really, is this tragic, has this tragic backstory, is if you are remembering the prequels or remembering the Wikipedia page you read. Like, it's not really present in there. Um, uh -huh. So this did, I, I love that moment. Just because it's like, it's a, 
It is honestly, it's better than Jimmy Smith's being in Rogue One because it actually has like a, a emotional through line with a original trilogy character, not bringing a prequel yeah. trilogy yeah. character into the original trilogy era. Um, so I loved it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, I really like this game. I highly recommend it to anyone who is a anyone who's a Star Wars fan. I, I think um, if you're if you don't like Star Wars, then then I don't recommend this. <laughs> hey, they exist. That's true. Um. Cool. Yeah, I, I the biggest thing for me is that I do want to go try the Void stuff. I want to try yeah the Star Wars one. I want to try the Avengers one. Like all that stuff seems more cool now. So yeah, I want to try the Star Wars one in particular because to me it feels like it's another piece of. There's like, I this is kind of a weird thought in my head. I feel like there's almost like two. There's a there's the macro Star Wars universe that is the whole the trilogy trilogies, mm. like whole thing. But in terms of what is getting the most exploration from a transmedia sense, it's that specific time period of this game, Rogue One, Rebels, Jedi Order, and. The fact that that era has new content, but it's new content that is cross-pollinating amongst each other, I think is really cool. Uh-huh. Like the fact that K2 units are in Jedi uh, Fallen Order, and they're in, they're in the Void experience. Uh-huh. Like, that's really cool, because they are a new thing, but it's in the old time period. And that makes it feel like there, there's a transmedia universe... In a it, like core within the macro Star Wars transmedia universe that I I I'm very interested in that point where uh-huh. uh, Inquisitors and K two units are like the new thing and a lot of other stuff feels very familiar. So mm-hmm. that's why I like the the Star Wars Void experience I want to hit more so than um like the the Avengers or any of the other ones because the other ones are. Uh, the other ones, to me, feel too much like marketing material, or at least are not... I don't think the Star Wars thing is going to feel canon in the way the Star Wars one is. Sure, sure. You know. Yeah! Star Wars! Sweet! Um, well, uh, I think that's it for this week. Um yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just uh, going to keep saying it until okay. we close. Uh, well, in the uh, meantime, I'll say uh, I want to thank Brenna for her awesome artwork. Yeah. I want to thank Dave for editing, giving us some theme music. Star Wars. And, is there, oh yeah, if you want to comment, you can uh, comment on SoundCloud. And that's all for this week. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs>